Welcome to episode 229 of the TruthQuest podcast, the truth about December 2022. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and see discussions about the Twitter files, fascism, abortion, inflation, or the deadly and toxic COVID vaccine, please share the TruthQuest podcast with your friend. Tell them to browse the episode titles and dive into whatever topics pique their interest. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. And I also recently jumped on Telegram. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, leave a positive review, or subscribe to the podcast. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. We live in a very strange world. Stories that seemingly should get wall-to-wall 24-7 coverage resulting in the prosecution and imprisonment of the perpetrators are swept under the rug and essentially ignored, and petty bullshit stories that serve a particular agenda get magnified. December 2022 will be remembered for the former. Here are a few huge stories from December that you likely are not even aware of if your primary news source is the alphabet soup conspiracy media. Remember the JFK assassination and all the conspiracy theories surrounding it? In December, the National Archives released thousands of never-disclosed JFK documents, but the FBI and CIA would not allow the release of all of the documents. Supposedly around 3% of the documents are still being withheld from release by the government to the public. More than 50 years after the assassination, leading anyone with the least bit of curiosity to ask, what are they hiding? Apparently a lot. Fox News host Tucker Carlson had this to say on his show the day after the document dump. Quote, we spoke to someone who has access to those still hidden CIA documents. The person is deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here is the reply we received verbatim. Quote, the answer is yes, I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake, end quote. Robert Kennedy Jr. responded to the Tucker Carlson report. Now, not only was Robert's uncle assassinated, but his father was also assassinated while he was running for president. Here's what Robert Kennedy had to say, quote, The most courageous newscast in 60 years, the CIA's murder of my uncle was a successful coup d'etat from which our democracy has never recovered, end quote. The second huge story that got virtually no coverage during the month was the Twitter files, where we learned that the federal government has systematically been violating millions of Americans' First Amendment rights for several years. Check out my previous episode, episode 228, The Truth About the Twitter Files, The First Tranche, for a deep dive into that topic. The only remaining question is, what is the penalty if the government violates someone's First Amendment rights? The third insanely huge story that has gotten virtually no coverage, not just in December, but all year, is the wide-open southern border, where tens of thousands of illegals are crossing every week. Hell, just last week they were popping up out of the sewers in El Paso. U.S. border authorities reported a record number of encounters with migrants in November. 
U.S. Customs and Border Protection reported over 233,000 encounters along the southwest border. Democrat Mayor Oscar Lesser of El Paso declared a state of emergency over the surge of unlawful migrant crossings. Speaking of the open border, Homeland Security Secretary Alexstro the Border is Secure Mayorkas received an icy welcome from Border Patrol agents during a visit to El Paso. Instead of talking about the wide open border that, that someone with a title that contains the words homeland and security should be interested in, he chose only to talk about suicide prevention. That makes perfect sense, since this is the same guy who has repeatedly testified before Congress that the border is secure, while millions of illegals flood over it. Mayorkas should be impeached, if not worse. The people running this country are evil. They are corrupt. They are liars. And they are dangerous. Continuing the open border theme, within days of asshole Mayorkas' visit to El Paso, the Justice Department sued the state of Arizona for using shipping containers to build a wall along the state's southern border with Mexico. Then a few days later, the Republican governor of Arizona, a coward by the name of Doug Ducey, said he would remove the shipping containers. Between you and me, the Constitution does not grant the federal government the power to enforce the borders, only with the power to determine rules for naturalization. Therefore, as the Tenth Amendment states, it's up to the states. That's why I call Ducey a coward. Then again, while most of the people currently in charge of this country are evil, corrupt, liars, and dangerous, Republicans, with rare exceptions, just seem to be cowards. Here's another one of those huge but ignored stories. How about the passage of the 4,155-page, $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that not a single member of Congress read before voting? Rather than wait six weeks for the new Congress to be seated, with the national debt and the money supply at all-time highs, with price inflation at 40-year high, Congress, led by former Republican senator and minority leader, traitor to his country and all-around piece of shit, Mitch McConnell. This spending, I mean, this printing, will be done on top of the $6 trillion already printed by Trump and Biden and will only continue to hurt the American people in the form of higher prices of everything. Every member of Congress that voted for this monstrosity are an enemy of the people. That includes every single Democrat in both houses of Congress, 18 Republican senators, and 9 Republican congressmen. Proving yet again that the people running this country are evil, they are corrupt, they are liars, and they are dangerous. Then we have more crimes against humanity perpetrated by the federal government and Big Pharma as the COVID-19 experimental drug trial continues, this time on babies. The Biden administration's Food and Drug Administration approved new COVID vaccines. I wish they'd stop calling it a vaccine because it's not. Anyways, they approved new COVID vaccines for Pfizer and Moderna for babies as young as six months old. FDA official Peter Mark said the agency wants babies to take the vaccine now as it can potentially help protect them from COVID-19 during a time when cases are increasing. So let me get this straight. The follow the science crowd, the there is consensus in the science of climate change crowd is pushing a shot with known side effects and known to cause death. They're pushing that on infants who are infinitesimally at risk from COVID. See what I mean about this country's run by a bunch of evil, corrupt liars that are dangerous? Speaking of COVID-19 and the vaccine that really isn't a vaccine, here is a sample of headlines from the month of December. Hospitals in the U.S. are the fullest they've been throughout the pandemic. 
I wonder why that is. Could it be because the jab weakens your immune system? Boosted worse off than vaccinated in many states. VAERS is showing a 4,000% increase in miscarriages and stillbirths since mRNA rollout. UK oncologist warns of cancers rapidly developing post-COVID vaccination. Pfizer's shots aren't safe and were never shown to be. Latest CDC data shows stunning flip in death rates of COVID boosted. Autopsies show COVID-19 vaccination likely caused fatal heart inflammation. Why the unvaccinated are concerned about close contact with COVID-19 vaccinated. Blood of COVID vaccinated gives clues to what's inside these jabs. mRNA from COVID vax transfers from jabbed to unjabbed, changing human genome. Fauci couldn't name any studies showing mask work against COVID-19. And finally, tragic, 14-year-old vaccine myocarditis victim. Continuing with the COVID news, the Florida Supreme Court approved a request by Governor Ron DeSantis to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any wrongdoing related to COVID-19 vaccines. DeSantis is seeking to investigate Pfizer and Moderna and their executives, as well as other medical associations or organizations involved in the provision of the COVID-19 vaccines in Florida. Among other things, the governor seeks to probe whether any deceitful information was disseminated about vaccines purported to prevent COVID-19 infection, symptoms, and transmission. To which Fauci the fraud said, quote, I don't have a clue what he's asking for, stating that the vaccine, quote, is highly effective. So what's the problem with the vaccines? I mean, vaccines are life-saving. So quite frankly, I'm not sure what they're trying to do down there, end quote. Kanye West apparently had another mental breakdown, or excuse me, he no longer goes by that name. He is now known as Yee. He spent the month extolling the virtues of Hitler. Then he met with Trump, which was really, 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 really stupid on the part of Trump. An alleged wife beater beat an alleged philanderer in the runoff election for U.S. Senate in Georgia, giving the Democrats a 51 to 49 majority in the chamber. A few days later, Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema left the Democratic Party and registered as an independent. The Biden administration agreed to a prisoner exchange with Russia. A homosexual WNBA player who was arrested and imprisoned there on drug possession charges for one of the world's most dangerous persons, a renowned arms dealer. Critics complained that Biden's swap left U.S. Marine veteran Paul Whelan behind in Russia custody. Whelan told CNN that he was, quote, greatly disappointed not having been freed. The White House celebrated the release of the WNBA player, calling her, quote, an important role model and inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LBGTQI plus Americans and women of color. Democrat Senator Bob Menendez said, quote, we cannot pretend that there is equivalence between the Britney Grinders of the world and people like Victor Bout. Those are the two prisoners they swapped, Victor being known as the so-called merchant of death. His quote goes on, Nothing could be further from the truth, and we cannot ignore that releasing Bout back into the world is a deeply disturbing decision. End quote. What Bob Menendez doesn't understand is it's all about priorities. Biden doesn't give a shit about a Marine left behind. He's going after the woke, baby. And what better than a gay black woman to further the cause? 
the Loudoun County School Board in Virginia fired District Superintendent Scott Ziegler after a grand jury report initiated by the Attorney General found that district officials failed at every juncture to properly handle a sexual assault case. A ninth grade girl was raped in a Loudoun County school bathroom by a boy wearing a skirt. Administrators who later voted to allow students to enter whichever bathrooms aligned with their claimed gender identities let the boy transfer to another school rather than expel him for life, of course. What did he do at the other school? He assaulted another victim. Ziegler was indicted on three misdemeanor counts of false publication, conflict of interest prohibiting conduct, and penalizing an employee for court appearance. The reason this story is important is how the DOJ used it to push their domestic terrorism agenda so they could increase their ability to spy on Americans, in particular, conservative Americans. The parents that stood up at school board meetings all over the last year, mainly about CRT and shit like this going on in Loudoun County, were labeled domestic terrorists by the DOJ. The father of one of the rape victims in Loudoun County went nuts at a school board meeting and was physically removed by sheriff's deputies when he angrily faced the board. The Alphabet Soup conspiracy media never played the audio of what he was saying, that is the father, what he was yelling at the school board. They just showed him being removed because it added to the narrative of crazy right-wing MAGA people. Here it is. Everything wrong with higher education in one story. Stanford University launched an Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative, ridding its website of terms listed under, quote, 10 categories, including racism, homophobia, and ableism, end quote. The 13-page list outlines several slurs against black individuals, indigenous groups, wheelchair users, LGBTQ plus individuals, and others. One of the words that got the axe was the noun American. Why, you ask? Because it insinuates that the U.S. is the most important country in the, in the Americas. Another verboten word includes immigrant, which should be replaced by person who has immigrated or non-citizen to avoid referring to people by single characteristics. Walk-in hours should be swapped with open hours in order to include those with disabilities. The common phrase, beating a dead horse, is also cautioned against, based on the idea that it normalizes violence against animals. But they're already dead, so why do we care? Abort cannot be used to mean cancel or end because the moral concerns about abortion. What moral concerns about abortion does Stanford University have? Child prostitute is to be replaced with child who was trafficked. Karen is to be replaced with Demanding or entitled white woman. The email domain or IP address being whitelisted or blacklisted, those terms are also not allowed because they assign value connotations based on color. White equals good and black equals bad. An act which is subconsciously racialized. And it goes on to say, consider using the words allow list and deny list. Holy shit. Argentina, led by the soccer legend Lionel Messi, won the World Cup, beating defending champs France in the finals. Croatia beat the surprising Moroccans for third place. A massive winter storm hit most of the United States during the month, producing deep snowfalls and dangerously cold temperatures that crippled holiday travel. The storm morphed into what is called a bomb cyclone blizzard as it crossed the Great Lakes. It absolutely destroyed Buffalo, New York. 
more than 50 people died from extreme temperatures. The economy still sucks, but don't talk about it, and if you do, lie about how bad it is. Here's a collection of headlines from the month. The Federal Reserve continued its battle against inflation by raising its benchmark interest rate to the highest levels in 15 years. U.S. retail sales tumble in November. Inflation shocked Americans' plan to cut back on Christmas gifts and donations to charity. Around 450,000 home buyers are now underwater as early FHA delinquencies hit 2,009 levels. Business activity slumps as manufacturing and services contract more than expected. Continuing jobless claims hit 10-month high as layoffs exploded in November. Savings rate crashed. U.S. household wealth sees second-fastest decline in U.S. history in 2022. Speaking about lying about the economy... Going into the midterm elections in November, the National Democrats needed a win in order to stave off the ass-whooping that they were about to endure given the recession, record inflation, the wide-open border, their record on COVID, the joke January 6th committee, big tech censorship that they endorse, their pursuit of gender transition at all costs and at any age agenda, and their voters' violent reaction to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. We must have more dead babies. So they had the Bureau of Labor Statistics overstate the jobs numbers so Biden and other Democrats could go out and tout the jobs report. You may recall the number of 1.1 million new jobs created in the second quarter. I remember Biden specifically talking about that on several occasions. Turns out they lied. Only 10,500 jobs were created during that period. In other words, they overstated the jobs numbers by 99.9%. The people in charge of this country are evil, they are corrupt, they are liars, and they are dangerous. The Alphabet Soup's conspiracy media celebrated record levels of inflation. Yep, that's right. We got the news that consumer prices rose 7.1% year over year in November. That was down from 7.7% in October and down from the recent peak of 9.1% in June. The mainstream media, almost in unison, celebrated this fact with flowery bullshit like things are getting better or inflation is coming down. I've said this before, but think about price inflation as a rocket ship or a missile that is ascending as it moves towards its target. If it's up 7.1% from a previous point in time, it's still higher than it was at that previous point in time. Food, gas, fuel oil, vehicles, transportation all cost more today than they did last month last year or even two years ago. When prices go back to levels of 2020, before Trump and Powell printed $2 trillion, and before Biden and Powell printed $4 trillion more, we can say inflation is down. Until then, don't let them blow smoke up your ass. The joke January 6th committee voted to recommend the Justice Department charge former President Donald Trump over the January 6th, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol, an outcome we knew the day the committee was announced. They could have saved a shitload of time and money and effort if they just did that on day one. But they needed something to keep Trump in the news so they could slander him and his supporters. Then a judge granted the Democrats' request to release Trump's tax returns. It's weird. There's no similar desire to see Biden's tax returns or, or Hunter's. Where did all those tens of millions of dollars go for the big guy? Like I keep saying, the people in charge of this country are evil. They're corrupt. They're liars. And they are dangerous. And finally, 
former comedian and or actor who played the part of the Ukrainian president on TV, who happens to be the current Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, received what can only be described as an undeserved or really a sickening hero's welcome when he addressed a joint meeting of Congress, where he asked for more money and aid and appealed for more U.S. tanks, planes, weapons, and ammunition. He said, quote, your money is not charity. It's an investment in global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way, end quote. That sentence is so fraught with irony that it is laughable. The war in Ukraine does not threaten global security. It threatens the security of Ukraine, and it calls the bluff of members of NATO who have for decades been screwing with Russia by adding new members right up to her border despite making repeated promises never to do so. Nor is Ukraine a democracy, given the fact that the U.S. essentially deposed a previous democratically elected president because he was too pro-Russia for America's taste. Not to mention the fact that Zelensky rules the country like a totalitarian, throwing out free speech, throwing out freedom of the press, and crushing religious denominations that don't toe the party line. And wow, it takes some balls to say that they will handle the money in a responsible way, given the fact that Congress refused to pass a law requiring accountability for the funds they've already sent to Ukraine. I believe Senator Rand Paul tried to add an amendment to a piece of legislation recently. But no, Congress doesn't want to know where the money went. But what makes the statement even more laughable is from what we learned from another huge story from the month that the Alphabet Soup conspiracy media completely ignored. That being the collapse of the fraudulent and criminal cryptocurrency exchange called FTX run by a 29-year-old adolescent who was recently arrested in the Bahamas, denied bail, and is in the process of being extradited to the U.S. His mommy and daddy set him up in the business. Both of them just so happened to be big fundraisers for the doomsday cult formerly known as the Democratic Party. Turns out FTX was nothing more than a money laundering operation that made tens of millions of dollars in donations to Democratic candidates. Guess what country was a big investor in FTX? You guessed it! Ukraine. The money laundering worked something like this. Congress would pass bills giving Ukraine billions of dollars. The Federal Reserve would print the money, further impoverishing the American people in the form of price inflation. The federal government would then transfer the money to Ukraine and refuse to ask for accountability. Ukraine, in turn, would invest in FTX, and FTX would donate to Democrats. I'm going to say this one more time. The people in charge of this country are evil, they are corrupt, they are liars, they are dangerous. And that's the truth about December 2022. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.